Hi, and welcome to this episode in the Sport and Everything. Today, we're going to be talking about rowing in Canada. We're going to look at rowing in the 1950s, 1990s, and all the way up until modern day. After we've taken a good look at the sport during those time periods, we're going to then compare them and figure out what has changed and what has stayed the same. During this podcast, we're also going to have a guest interviewee who is an Olympic rower himself and has even won gold. We're going to ask about his experiences and what it was like at the Olympics. Of course, I'm your host, Noah Louie, so welcome to episode 8. Before we go into the interview, let me just give you a brief history on the rowing in Canada in about the 1950s. Rowing in Canada in the 1950s were pretty successful. More specifically, the teams who competed for the VCR, or Vancouver Rowing Club, were pretty successful. With the help of their coach, Frank Reed, they were able to win many international competitions between 1954 and 1960. This includes gold medal wins in the Commonwealth Games and the Pan American Games. In the 1970s to 80s, most of the success from international rowing came from the women's teams, as they were able to do very well at the Commonwealth Games and the Olympic Games as well. In 1984, the Canadian teams were able to win six medals at the Olympic Games in Los Angeles as well. Something else I want to mention at the time is kind of the sports science aspect of rowing, or just any sport in general. And the 1950s to 1980s is really when sports science started to become a huge part of the sport as well, as we know today. But what I want to talk about is the fact that before that, dietitians, psychologists, physiotherapists, other other people like that would have been would have had very little impact um, in the sport, which sounds crazy because nowadays they make up uh, a huge portion of it. They take care of the athletes, which allows them to perform better. Which means that before this time, athletes may have not been able to perform at their one hundred percent. Now let's hear what John Wallace, who is a former Canadian rower and gold medal winner, has to say about rowing in Canada. The first, the first question I have here is just, uh, how did you start? Like, what was your inspiration to start rowing, or just even athletics in general? Well, well I um, back when I started, back in the early 1980s, um, rowing was a sport that was either done at private schools or um, universities, and so. Um, I went to a public school. I never even I wasn't familiar with rowing. And uh, at university, University of Western Ontario in London, Ontario, I had a very good rowing program. And a roommate of mine <clears throat> was on the team. I wasn't involved. I played rugby, and I played um, in the summer league. And we had a coach who was from New Zealand, and he said in the off season um, that. Uh, New Zealander, New Zealand rugby players would often row to keep in shape. So after the summer season, my last summer season of rugby, I went back to university and thought, yeah, I'll try out for the rowing team. And I, I loved it, and I never played rugby again. Hmm. And that was kind of how, how I started. Really? I had mm-hmm. no idea. That's quite interesting. What was your experience like after that? Like, uh, how did you go into rowing competitively? Eventually? Well, I, I mean, I was <clears throat> I was very fortunate. I, I mean, I was always an athletic person. I did a lot of sports growing up, um, and, you know, from track and field, basketball, cross country rowing, uh, rugby, and so. And plus, it didn't hurt that I was like six four, two hundred pounds, mm. um, because height um, helps in rowing, um, and. And so um, I had um, 
a little bit of early success with my university squad and success always you know is, is inspiring and and there was a I moved back home after graduating from university and there was a, a local rowing club that had a fantastic coach and a great group of guys and um, it was just a, a really positive experience from the very get-go and uh, I just loved it and kept at it and I kept having success and that just kept me um, moving forward in the sport. I, I had a very successful group of individuals. When I say successful, very motivated, positive, good athletes. And so we we had good racing um, experience, success. It was very fun um, being part of a, a team and winning. And that, that kind of propelled me forward. And, you know, you get a lot of encouragement from people saying, you know, you have, you, it looks like you have what it takes. Maybe you could become a national team member one day. Also, from, from a very young age, I'd always had a dream of being on the Olympic, um, going to the Olympics. I was, I loved track and field and running, but at, you know, six foot four, 200 pounds, I, um, I had that going against me mm. and I just was never a good enough basketball player. Mm. And, um, so, so that was something, um, that I, I had my eye on the whole time, you know, mm. the challenge of seeing if I could make it that far. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, uh, to add on to the positivity part, um, you said it was like a team. Do you think the team members were also able to help, uh, you know, propel you forward? And uh, of course, you're, you must have gone through extreme training. But do you think they were having that team was very good for support and uh, helped you, I guess, move up to that competitive stage? Yeah, you know, we team members did certainly and there was there was a couple of my team members and one of them from the very beginning he actually was in the 92 gold medal eight with me as well we rode he um he and i kind of went up through the ranks of the development teams to the national team and we rode in the same boat in 1988 olympics and the 92 olympics and um there's a couple of other people that you know that made it up to the national team level as well that were from my early rowing days and so um, we all kind of encouraged each other because we all were aiming for the same the same goal and that certainly had a had a, a um, an important effect um, on on my I think the outcome of my career I think if I had been in a in a very different situation without that you know those types of teammates around me I, I, it might have it would have been much more difficult to achieve what I did I know in 19 I believe 1992 you you took part in the Olympics and I think in <laughs> Seoul before that um, <laughs> that's what, right yeah. what, what was the Olympics like for you um, yeah just what was the experience like for you actually making it there after it was your dream for a... it was I mean it was uh, the the experience was just uh, overwhelming to to walk into that Olympic Stadium for the opening ceremonies and you have, you're surrounded by I don't know 60 80 thousand people cheering people and walking around that track and it was a it was a, 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 a I think I think the first Olympics I remember were the 72 Olympics when I was 10 years old so you know it had been my dream to participate in the Olympics and, and walk in those opening 
ceremonies since that time. Mm. And so, um, it, that was a very positive experience. The, um, meeting so many people from different countries. I have, um, I have a number of friends from, from other countries now, um, Germany, the U S, um, England that, um, that I met and that, uh, you know, that's a great, a great, um, part of the experiences is kind of expanding your perspective on the world as well, reaching that goal after so many years. Um, it, it probably, probably provided me with a greater amount of self-confidence that I, I didn't have before that. What, what's your view on like the, the current generation of rowers or sports? Well, you know, we've, we've got such a, a great, um, there's a, I know some of them still that are competing. Um, I keep in touch, um, with the program and just a, a, a great, um, you know, great group of young athletes that are working extremely hard. I, I, I think the, what, what became clear to me when I wrote is that you can have fantastic athletes, but if you don't have the best coaches and um, in place, the, the, the athletes won't have the opportunity to um, maximize their potential. Mm. And, you know, that's all, you know, that's what I wish for any generation of athletes is that they, they get the opportunity to do that. I think we've got some um, good coaches out there right now. So looking forward to seeing how they, they, um, they do um, when they get to Tokyo this summer. From when you rode, uh, what do you think the biggest uh, changes have been since then? Um, well, you know, technology is always advancing. Um, sports science, I think sports science has had a huge impact on sport in the last couple of decades where, the you know, nutrition and psychology, hmm. um, training, testing, it, 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 was, it was in its infancy a lot of that when, when I rode. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of guys didn't even take water bottles out for two hour rows in the summer heat, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just, it was just very different back then, um, to, uh, to what it is now. And, uh, and I think that's, that's probably, um, been the biggest changes. Equipment, equipment, I mean, the boats have always been long and skinny, but, um, you know, the, the materials have, uh, when I started rowing, all the boats were wood. Hmm. Um, and oh, the, 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 I, I think probably the boats that I rode in at the 92 Olympics are not all that different than the boats that they row in right now. Um, what do you think the biggest constants have been? Like, things that stayed the same just throughout the years? Um, just the, in, in terms of sport at the, the high level, yeah, or, or yeah, yeah. I, well, definitely, you know, the hard work. It's mm. just you know showing up, staying motivated, putting in, um, putting in the miles, the kilometers. It, there's no shortcuts. Yeah, and um, and that that is that will never change. Yeah, I I 100% agree right there. Yeah, you can relate to that. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like you can't. You could be you know. This, you could be the smartest person, you could be the fittest person, but if you don't put the work in, you know, you're not the person who's on right. the team. And 
And I think there are times when certain um, streams of thought think that they've found a better mousetrap, mm. if you know what I mean, that there's, there's a, another way to to achieve that goal. But in reality, in the end, I think it just um, it, it comes down to um, you really have to put the work in. Well, not saying there isn't, there's, there's smart training, um, good training programs, but you still have to, hard work is involved in those smart training programs. Of course. Yeah. Um, uh, about the two experiences or the, about the two changes we talked about, uh, did you experience any of those during your time training as an Olympic athlete? Um, yeah, I said, yeah. In terms of, um, sports, what was I saying? Sports science and, um, nutrition. Yeah. Or sports psychology. Yeah. Um, it really kind of came in after, um, and we also had a coach who didn't really, he, he was a very smart man. Um, he had, he knew the sport inside and out. He's probably the most successful coach. One of them, one of the top three, probably in the history of the sport in the world. And, um, and so he didn't really use sports science or nutritionists, even though they were available or psychology he was a bit of a, probably a bit of a psychologist himself. <laughs> and so I didn't really experience too many of the changes. Um, the only change, as I mentioned, was that the, the probably between 88 and 92 was the, the the volume of training that was introduced going from a, it being as a bit of a, not a part-time pursuit, but a, but going from a three-quarter job, time job to a, a more than full-time job. In present day, Rowan Canada, also known as Rowan Canada Avrion, is a non-profit organization that is recognized by the government and the Olympic Committee. It is currently the governing body for Rowan Canada as well. Right now, they are competing for a spot in the Tokyo Olympics. This year, they sent their teams to Austria to compete for spots in the 2021 Olympics. They were able to qualify six boats then. Unfortunately, six months after qualifying, the Rowan Canada had to shut down because of COVID. This, because of this, they decided not to send any boats to the World Cup this year. Instead, they're going to focus all their attention on the upcoming second qualifier, held May 15th to 17th in Switzerland. Overall, we can see that these ideas and the overall look of the sport has mostly stayed the same. However, as time goes on, new things like sports science are introduced and become huge factors to the game as well. As we heard in the interview with John, he says that one of the biggest changes he's seen was in fact the development of sports science. This means how athletes eat, how they train, how they think about their training, and even recovery has changed in the last 70 to 50 years. And personally, I think that's a huge change. Nowadays, we even have people who talk to athletes about how what they're doing out of training will affect them in training and in games as well. There's people like dietitians, there's even psychologists who talk to you about how you can mentally prepare yourself for games and training as well. And we now know that's a huge aspect. John also said how the boats that he used aren't so different from today, which is interesting. I didn't know, but it seems like the boats are made from almost the same material and the functioning is still the same. So I guess it makes sense. Overall, we can see that between 1950 and now, there's been a good amount of change in rowing in Canada. The addition of sports science along with other techniques that impact the way that athletes are able to perform. 
Well, that's all for now in this episode and the sport and everything. We hope you enjoyed this episode talking about changes and constants in rowing in Canada. I had an amazing time interviewing John, and I'm very thankful he agreed to participate on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode coming sometime in the future. I'm your host, Noah Louie, and that's all for now.